Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Aluna Francis started her career as one half of the duo Aluna George, which has released hits like this one. You know you like your body drives you insane. What you want, what you gonna do? Aluna recently released her first solo record. It's called Renaissance. Before this album's release, Aluna wrote an open letter to address the racial inequities in the dance music industry. In the letter, she said, quote, If a white producer uses African beats, it will be accepted and playlisted as dance, which has a well-worn pathway to mainstream pop music. However, African house music produced by a black person will not get the same opportunity. Aluna says as a black woman who grew up in the UK, she often felt like an outsider in a largely white dance world that's filled with white DJs and white audiences. She wanted to make a record for black folks and bring dance music back to its roots. After all, techno was formed in the early 80s by black artists in Detroit, and house was started by black DJs in Chicago around the same time. That was before electronic dance music was mainstream. Certainly one of the things that gave me courage was looking at the black history of dance music that I wasn't aware of before. And it gave me this kind of spark of realization where I had approached this idea as a, as an, as a visitor, as a guest to dance music, as someone trying to break into a world that was not mine. And when I found out about the black history of dance music, I was, well, slightly enraged, to be honest, about the fact that I had felt like such an imposter, whereas the reality is that it's part of my own history as a Black woman. Aluna sees it as her responsibility to help inform the narrative around dance music and that Black people are represented in the dance scene itself. All I care about is the party at the end of the day. What I want to know is that when I go back and play live shows in, like, EDM festivals and dance festivals that I'm going to see black and brown and white allies having a really, really good party together. Because that's what dance music was for originally. The real experience of, of consuming dance music does not reflect the people. And so that's really what I'm addressing. And yes, it is my responsibility because I have a responsibility to my my fans. You know, like on the one hand, I have a lot of white fans and it is in all of our interests not to allow segregation to continue. Like I don't want my white fans dancing with just white people any longer. That's an insane idea to me. I want them to be with the brothers and sisters that they've been supporting. And I want them to see the world that actually could come out of continuing to fight against racism. And I want my black brothers and sisters to be able to come to the show and not have to be like, 
okay, it's just going to be me and my bestie. And, you know, despite the fact that we're going to be the only people there, we're still going to have fun. And, you know, hopefully um, everyone will be nice to us. And, you know, but you can do that. But like the isolation and the feeling of being an outcast takes a lot of energy to overcome in order to have like a really good time. And I just don't want that for anyone who's coming to see my shows anymore. They've They've dealt with it in all the time that I've been performing and it has to change like before I go out there. So yeah, it is down to me. A lot of people aren't performing right now, but before when you were performing, like what did your audience look like? Well, if I was doing um, an Aluna George headline tour, it's always mixed. It's mixed age, mixed race, everything. And then if I was, well, you know, where I have stepped into the dance community as a featured artist, I'm stepping into, first of all, the world of a white producer, DJ producer, and then their audience, which is mainly white, and the festival lineups, which is mainly white, and the festival goers, which are mainly white. So... I am used to that because I grew up in an all-white town, in an all-white sort of area, an all-white school as the only black person. So that that meant that I was able to do it, but I almost feel like I can't do it anymore. Like I I I could, but what what's what's the point? We have this opportunity, we have this time to change things. And there's momentum that's growing too right now, especially right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you performed for years, you know, as a duo called Aluna George. And the other half of that duo was George Reed, who was white. And I know you've said before, like, you didn't want to start your career as a solo black woman because you felt like you'd get chewed up by the industry. But at what point did you decide or realize it was time to go solo and put out, you know, this record? Some things you just have to do alone. And one of those things we all have to do alone, which is accept who we are. And then the next thing, you know, if you're lucky, you might embrace who you are and celebrate who you are. So that's why I was like, okay, girl, like you are terrified of doing a solo project. What? Why is this? Let's look at it. Let's look at why. Okay. You're terrified that you are not enough, that that you are too conflicted as a as a as a person of, of mixed heritage that as a black woman that grew up in a white town as a as a british woman living in america like all of these things make me feel unqualified to to make a piece of a body of music that's just about me and where i'm from and who i am and so i was like great that's where we'll go we'll just go straight for that <laughs> That's wonderful. So let's dive into some of the songs off this record, Renaissance. Uh, tell me the story behind the first track, I've Been Starting to Love All the Things I Hate. What's the story behind this track? Well, the story behind that track is essentially what I just described about being in a place where you're like I was really in a position where I I could not deal with who I was culturally it was a constant feeling of 
not being black enough or being too black. And I just was like, I have had enough of this feeling. I have to break through this. I don't know how I've tried lots of different ways, but all of them have avoided the kind of main thing, which is just to accept who I am and not have to validate myself to anyone. Uh, And so I knew that if I was going to make this record, that was going to be an essential component. Like I, I, I couldn't do it basically if I didn't tackle some of that. So I was going to have to start loving all the stuff that I hated. Tell me about the song Get Paid and who that song is for. Get paid, I'm out the door. Make money, I spend it one more. Get mine, looking so fine. Black girls, we chillin' and wine. Get paid, I'm out the door. Make money, I spend it one more. Get mine, looking so fine. Tell them so don't waste my time. Get Paid is an anthem for black women and women of color because to kind of tackle your own internalized worthlessness you need to kind of just somehow find a way to celebrate even if even if the world isn't reflecting or your reality isn't reflecting that need for celebration it's like celebrate the future celebrate getting paid at some point (laughs) and um i do feel that like in the face of of so much um, undermining, underpaying behavior that's coming inward, you you start to internalize that so that when you do get that payday, it's hard to recognize, it's hard to accept it and feel like you deserve it. And so that's what the anthem is also designed for. It's like, there's like a a feeling that I get where I'm like, all right, well, I got I got paid today but maybe I'm not going to get paid tomorrow. So I need to save all my money. I can't spend it. I, I have to be very careful with it. And I've got to thank my ch- my lucky stars. And so in this song, it's like, no, you get paid, you spend it, you get some more. Like, that's the reality that I'm aspiring to. Get paid, I'm out the door. Make money, I spend it one more. Get mine, looking so fine. Black girls, we chilling and white. Aluna also says this track was a test to music streaming sites that often put dance genres that are dominated by black artists such as dance hall or Afrobeat off to the side or in a miscellaneous dance category. Heads High, which is the song that I interpolated Get Paid With, is a legendary track. And I've got incredibly incredible artists on there. It's an amazing track. I know that it, it's an amazing track. But I just know that it is not going to go on any kind of mainstream playlist. Because it's danceful. Just simply because it's danceful. And I see that with um, other artists who make dancehall. Incredible artists that don't get put on any kind of major mainstream playlists just because of the genre of music that they're making. Aluna says she's been in talks with streaming sites to think about racial equity in their work and the music that they amplify. Her next challenge is to talk to music festivals to create more racial diversity within lineups and audiences. Aluna's first solo record, Renaissance, is out now. Here's her song, Get Paid. I work, I work, 
Sun and Vision, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And KEXP's Fall Fund Drive is coming up. KEXP is a publicly funded station, which means the majority of our funding comes from listeners. Please help support this podcast by giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks so much for listening.